Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Freaking beautiful little afternoon we got going on here. Woke up with a sore throat, isn't that great? Stopped by Walgreens, grabbed myself a couple lozenges. Get soothed. Grab yourself a refreshment here. Get your posture cranked up. Good show, huh? Damn it. I have to bleed the f word. Alright. Here we go. Beautiful. Okay, thank you very much, Gloria Tells, getting us started here today. The episode 106, sponsored by patreon.com slash redhawk academy. Always stuff going up there. We're here with my boy Marcus. He was on uh, probably, what, five months ago? And we were talking about, he was up and coming, and we were talking about how just we truly believe we're going to be in the UFC soon. And you have a style that are going to make a couple bonuses. And just like that, we're here and you're two finishes later and two bonuses later. I know, it's crazy, right? <laughs> Who would have thought? It's crazy, <laughs> but it's not. It's crazy, yeah. but it's not. It was We truly expected it. 100%. Um, so finally, you're starting to make a little bit of bread. Does that, does it, how does it, does it feel? Is it just more like at peace? Is it not as stressful just actually having a little bit of bread to do some shit with? Yeah. You know, it's definitely nice to be able to take care of the things I need to take care of and, and set some, how about that? Is that good right there? That's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it's good. It's good to be able to take care of some things and to be handling some business, business and starting some business and doing a couple of things. So it's nice. But honestly, you know how it is. The first contract, you still don't really get a whole lot of bread. And even those $50,000 bonuses, you know, after taxes and managers and all the extra stuff, paying back this and that and the third. It's not that yet, you know, so. And then the taxes come knocking, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh. Knock, knock, knock. Let us get our percentage real quick, too. It's like God, percentage bro. is gone. So it's good, though. It's good to be able to. It's a good, bad thing to have, I guess, you know. Yeah. But you, you're just like, you're a dad now, so it's not like you're a single, single dude who's just going to go get a bunch of blow and hookers and just have <laughs> some hell of a night. Are you sure? No, I'm sure. <laughs> Don't tell my wife, no. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I'm not doing anything like that. It's, everything I'm doing is mostly yeah, house, vehicles, kids, you mm-hmm. know. That's pretty much what it is. And now you got to. some you got some projects going outside of fighting, which uh, it's starting to take off pretty good. Your um, your cooking show and your YouTube channel and your podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Punches and pints, and then uh, munchies with Marcus. So those have been fun too. But as you know, you know those are those are uh, cost those cost as well time and money. So, uh-huh. but they've been a lot of fun. They've been taking off. People have been pretty receptive to them. So, and I've been having a lot of fun doing them too. It it is fun doing them, and you and you're good at it. You're good at it, and uh. It's gonna. It, it'll end up taking off here soon. Cause where? What's your YouTube called again for people? Uh, Punches and Pints for the uh for the um podcast, but then uh, Munchies with Marcus for the. They're two separate ones for the uh, cooking show. And do you have some buddies helping you with the creativity, or are you kind of just thinking about what you want to cook, or is it just kind of a team? Yeah, so I'm basically just doing the cook. Um, I I come up with the the different dishes, and then I do the cooking and all the stuff behind as far as uh my own antics, and then he's just videotaping it clipping it together well so uh i'm kind of a goofy character you know you know me for a long time so i kind of just go in and then he has a really good way his name's ryan clyde he he has a really or ryan he has a really good way of just putting all my little antics together and making it look good so hell yeah that's perfect uh jared our boy jared cannoneer he's in australia and i mean rumor has it 
that Strickland was uppercutting some guy in the gut, could get in trouble. Jared's there. Um, man, Jared's such a beast because he's so you probably make fifty thousand dollars being up the backup fighter, and he traveled all the way to Australia, did pretty much a full fight camp, doing a full weight cut just to be ready to step in there if possible. But I wonder what the chances are now. Yeah, honestly, I was looking that up this morning just because I know uh, Randy and Coach were going to be heading over that way. And uh, I was looking at Dana. Dana said that there's not an issue at all, so he's definitely still in the fight. Mm. They said it was a joke and all that stuff. Who knows if that's what it was or if it wasn't just like behind the scenes, like, hey, man, shut up. Let's make this Let's make this work still. Mm -hmm. But uh, as far as I heard, he's not he, – Jared's not jumping in still right now. I think Strickland's still on. Okay. So, okay, good to know. As, but it is kind of beastly that he did that, right? I mean, that takes a whole different type of man to do that. What? So, to, to go all the way to Australia, make – Make weight, be there, be ready to take a five-minute five, five, five round fight against yeah. the best guy in the world, you know? And I bet Izzy's like, dude, I already got through Jared. Like, just let me fight fucking strictly. <laughs> Jared just seems like a whole different animal. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, I mean, Adesanya versus Strickland. How can Sean Strickland win? I mean, he stands there flat foot. He stands there really tall. It'd be different if he was really good at changing levels, mixing his takedowns up like punch in changing levels punch and change levels good at cutting off the cage but it's a big cage yeah it's a big cage and to to put izzy on the fence to cut him off to get into a clean takedown it's like izzy's a king of range and people don't understand like even with aljo and sean they're like why didn't he wrestle him it's like bro he was four feet away from him and sugar's juke inside side. he has no idea and just like even aljo tweeted he tweeted uh Someone said, why didn't you wrestle? He said, the game plan was to take him down, just like my game plan for everyone. Not sure if you watched the juke moves that man was hitting. Tough to grab someone properly who doesn't stand right in front of you. Next time I just kick his legs till he's first to push forward all good. That's the thing. It's like he said it himself. He A lot of times Sean's um, fainting, doing feints that you can't see on the TV. They're just so subtle. And sometimes they're with his eyes, his hips, sometimes with his shoulders a little bit. They're so subtle that it does freeze people up a little bit. Mm -hmm. But he said, um, next time I'm just going to kick his legs till he's first to push forward. I mean, I, I know they think that could have been the game plan, that they could have go tit for tat with him for 25 minutes and, and win. Mm -hmm. But I don't think he... I mean, I don't think that's a great plan either. I, I agree with you. <laughs> I don't think that's the greatest plan either. You know, I maybe add that into the game plan, but mm. no, I don't think that's the greatest game plan. And again, trying to kick somebody's legs who's moving, is that's still just as hard, right? Mm. It's like when you have a stationary target who's just pressing you and just walking you down. Yeah, maybe you can kick him his legs. Maybe you can try to take him down. But when this guy's hitting lateral jukes and back and forth and fainting and freezing you, it's, it's a different game. It's easy for people to say it on the outside, right? Oh, yeah, why didn't you just rush in? Yeah, that's how you get hurt, too. You rush in and catch an uppercut. Rush in, catch yeah. a knee. You, you tried in. to rush in. Yeah, it's like that didn't work either. You know, mm -hmm. it doesn't work. The best the best and the easiest takedowns that anybody gets is when they faint their way in, get somebody biting, and then get to the takedown, you know? Yeah. And that's would have been that would have been his best, his best option. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the focus, though, the focus was just keep the footwork. Just be on the balls of your feet. Be just hard and tricky and just boom, 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 side to side. Do not stand there. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it worked out good. But for Sean Strickland, Izzy's coming back after beating Pajara, knocking him out. To do that, I mean, he's so scary and dangerous right now, long and fast and confident. 
And that's another one. It's like, oh, yeah, but Sean Strickland, Sean Strickland is really good on the ground. He's a good wrestler. He's good on the ground. But it's like, is he good enough in a huge cage to cut Izzy off, get Izzy's feet solid in the mud, and take him down? I don't know if he is. I don't think he is. And then keep him there, right? And keep him there yeah. round after round or even submit him or finish him. Like, nobody else has done it. Like, yeah. What's different? It's like, it, it's almost like they're like, oh, it's, that's the trick. You get him on the ground, you finish the fight. Yeah. Who else has done that, though? Yeah, you know? exactly. He's gotten taken down multiple times by other guys, you know. Not a lot of guys, but he has gotten taken down by other guys. And uh, what is it, Jan? Jan Blahovitz? Yep. I always say that wrong. Blahovitz, yep. I mean, he beat him by, by you know, grinding, grinding him out. But he didn't submit him. He wasn't even close to submitting him at any point. He just grinded it out, held a position, you know. So it's like, I don't know. I think they're counting Izzy out in that department, too. And working with Craig Jones as well, it's like... And and think like think of how good Robert Whitaker is. Think of how good Marvin Vittori is. And I'm pr- pretty sure he fought Marvin Vittori in the small cage, mm-hmm. right? In the yeah. small cage. And Marvin Vittori, a strong, beastly wrestler. Um, Jared, obviously, and then Paulo Costa, and then Yoel Romero, and then Robert Whitaker again, and then Calvin Gaslam. It's like, and then Derek Brunson, Anderson Silva, Brad Tavares. It's like. That is a, that's a pretty awesome resume. You know, you look at his resume and you have to be impressed by it, you know? Yeah. So it's like in, in fighting, it's like hard to say, man, it's not going to happen. It's possible, but I think the percentage is very low. A miracle is going to have to have to happen for Sean Strickland. Mm-hmm. I think Adesanya's confidence is too high right now. They're in his hometown. It's in the big cage. I just, I just don't see a way for Sean Strickland to get it done yeah try and they said in the in the embed and stuff we're gonna try to make it dirty we're gonna try to make it dirty it's like well big ass cage like that someone king arranged good luck on making it dirty yeah without having to wear a couple shots if you can wear a couple shots get cracked three four times maybe you'll be able to get in there mm-hmm. but that's the thing someone as accurate as Adesanya it's hard to just wear three or four punches when they're square on your fucking chin boom boom, boom. Yep, and then he, and then also he moves so well that I think honestly it's crazy for me to say this, and I think Strickland's best chance is to catch catch him and try to wear him down and hurt him, you know, on the feet. I really do, you know, that's what I think, but mm-hmm. I don't think that that's going to happen because Israel is always moving, you know, he's never just taking shots, he's never just sitting there taking shots, mm-hmm. similar to Suge. He's never going to sit there and just take shots, you know, but it's like one of those uh, similarities to like Chris Weidman and Anderson Silva, right? Like mm-hmm. no one thought that Chris Weidman was going to land anything on the feet. Like that wasn't even a thought process. It was take him down, grind him out, beat him up. Anderson Silva does a couple antics, gets caught with that check hook, fight's over, yeah. right? Yep. It's like like that's the only thing I could see like possibly happen. That's the only way I see Strickland getting it. But to be honest, that's like – I don't know, three percent. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, and then people don't take in consideration too. People who don't fight or have never fought, like how healthy are they? Who's dealing with what? Someone could be dealing with something that's really bad. Like fuck, I got to get through this fight. So you never know how that's going. Also, a hundred percent, and that's definitely a part of everybody's camp. I don't think anybody ever goes into these fights a hundred. But who's at ninety? Who's at eighty? Who's at thirty-five? Yeah. You know. And then, yeah, especially for the five-round fights, they're so grueling to get ready for. But then, you got those people like Izzy in those big, big pressure moments. He shows up. Yeah. He's gonna fucking show up and so. shine and shine too. And I mean, that's one of the things we're gonna find about Strickland too. You know, how is he gonna shine in this moment? Because it's gonna be a big moment. You know, mm-hmm. and he has had great moments as well. But it's gonna be a really big moment in Sydney and. 
I'm Adesanya is going to be happy to be there. Mm-hmm. It's strictly going to be happy to be there. You know. Yeah, in, in the 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 hometown arena for um, Izzy, I think Strickland's last couple fights were they in the Apex, where it's quiet, where it's a lot like sparring, where Sean Strickland's really comfortable sparring. Obviously, he wants to spar everyone, loves to talk, can hear him. But in this roaring fucking crowd, I, I'm excited for it. I really am. Yeah. I do think it's gonna be a good fight, but I do think I think Izzy's coming in with a chip on his shoulder too. I think Izzy's gonna put him away. You know, mm-hmm. I think he's durable, but again, Alex Pereira showed it like accuracy, right? Mm-hmm. If you're accurate and you're in your distance timing like like uh, Adesanya has, you can put Strickland away. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I think that's what's gonna happen. If I had to call it, I'd say like second third round yeah just the this the speed difference the accuracy difference and and the way strickland like just really swats at his punches a little bit and I, it's hard to fix that in a couple weeks being able to just swatting yeah. and he usually can do that against shorter guys too it's gonna be harder for him to do those like his jab antics that he does mm-hmm. i think that's gonna be harder to play against a guy like adesanya who's longer than you who's a little bit better that than you at that game as well like I think that's going to be a hard boxing style to play against him. And, again, getting head kicked. He's going to have to really watch out for getting head kicked in this one. Yeah. You know, because he, a lot of times he does that Philly shell and he'll lean off and boom. Yes, Dude, for sure. Especially Going. especially even if you have the your glove blocking, it's like that power goes right through that glove. Um, But, yeah, I appreciate, appreciate you freaking starting it off. I know Aljo is training with J.P. Buys. A lot for the fight camp, and then you just went and beat the fuck out of JP Buys. Uh, so we're like, hell yeah! So yeah. that was beautiful. I was happy to do that too because I had seen that too. I was like, okay, so this is like team versus team, you know. Yeah. And honestly, JP seemed like a great guy, so I was like, oh man, you know, it's gonna be like, you know, like he seems like a good guy, but I'm gonna come and I'm gonna put it on this guy, you know. And and uh, he looked tough, you know. And again, I had like uh, I know he has really good attributes, and I, I'm really good too, you know. So it was like just step in there and be free about it. But it was nice to start it off like that too, you know. Yeah, got us pumped up. Well, the one thing too is like with you, you haven't been in the UFC long. You haven't been in like these big shows long, but your composure and your pacing is just so good. You're really calm in there. You're super in the moment compared to other people. Like I'm finally in the UFC. I'm about to make a lot of money. Dana sitting right there. This guy's a UFC fighter, and they're tense, and their shoulders are tense, and then they gas out, and they start swinging too hard. But you're in there nice and loose and composed. You look just right at home. Mm-hmm. I feel that way. I do feel that way because all those things are happening, and I don't know if they're in my head the same way. But, yeah, I guess I just don't think about all those things. I'm, I, another thing is I'm happy to be there, you know, so I'm not too overly concerned with outcomes. Like, obviously, we want to win. We want to make sure we get that double paycheck, triple paycheck if we can. But uh, I'm just not focused on that. I'm focused on the moment me and this guy go in the battle for 15 minutes and what I need to do in this moment, period, you know. Yeah. And I, I really feel like it gives me the ability just to be calm in there. Like, it's going to be 15, 17 minutes, however long it's going to be, do the best I can in here. And I'll focus on all the Dana Whites and everything else after the fact, you know. Yeah, for sure. And just the confidence we get for the partners we're training with here. I mean, there's but the partners we're training with, there's it's the mecca for bantamweights the lab has the best bantamweight division like easily out of anyone striking wise grappling wise i mean wrestling wise so that confidence alone is money i agree and mostly like uh i was looking at your at your last pod with uh with joe riggs about being nervous before you get in these barn rounds literally every single day i go to practice whether it's jiu-jitsu whether it's 
you know, striking, whether it's uh, sparring, I'm nervous. I'm nervous every day. Start wrestling practice. I'm nervous every day. I go into practice nervous every day. So going into the fight, it's kind of hard to go in there more nervous, you know, like like I've been doing this. I've been doing it against high-level guys, and nothing changes. I'm doing that against another high-level guy, and it's just me and him today, you know, mm-hmm. nobody else in the mix, you know. Yeah, we don't got fresh guys coming in on you. I got to break this guy down. Mm-hmm. And that's how I think about it too. So it's like – and I, that's why it's a healthy nervousness. It's not like an overwhelming nervousness. It's just like – your body's prepping yourself and letting you know, hey, it's going to be hard. You know, yeah. every day is going to be hard. And it's good that it's hard, you know. And if, yeah. it's, if it's easier, great. But that's why I think some people think like to have no nerves. I'm like, you got to have some nerves. You got to prepare your body. Like if you have no nerves, there might be something wrong. Yeah, I agree. Um, Labor Day weekend. It was a good it was a good time. Glad to be back. Let loose a little bit. Got a good little break. Um, now we're back. Got to get a good lift yesterday train with my students yesterday it was good uh what'd you do labor day so i didn't do anything too crazy uh you know hung out with the family made some burgers for the family trained obviously did strength training in the morning and then uh striking with the at the lab after that and then uh for labor day and then same thing throughout the weekend pretty much skateboarded and worked out and trained all through Mm -hmm. the weekend nothing too crazy when you're going to the skate park nowadays are you just trying to do your best at just cruising, having a good time, or are you pushing the limits? No, I'm not pushing the limits. I'm just cruising. Yeah, I'm just cruising, doing things that I'm just trying to get back to being comfortable with all the easy things that I know I did. And sometimes those are, like, complicated things for other people. But for me, it's like a lot of the stuff I do now is all my warm-up, you know, show up to the park, mess around. Do 60 flips. Like, you're fucking good, bro. That's <laughs> why I'm like, I go to the skate park, cruise a little bit, but it's like I always want – always just something in me gets, like, pushing the limits. Like, I can – flip that i can i can no slide that it's like i can't just fucking cruise yeah yeah plus i have a fat fucking body so when, <laughs> when this body comes down it goes down hard 100 yeah. percent. well it's all about learning how to fall too because that's one of the things i've been focusing back on it's learning how to fall because i do a lot of that stuff too but that's like a, again a lot of that stuff because i used to do a lot of like tricks into stuff too kickflip back 5-0 kickflip back tails kickflip nose boards or, you know a bunch of different tricks i used to bust out and then like in the in transition as well like i used to do a lot of airs too backside melons frontside five or frontside indies you know stalefish you know a bunch of different stuff so now it's like even like just grinds you know just, just telling myself like okay let's just stick to the basics 50 50s five o's feebles you know mm-hmm. uh things that are cool but not too crazy because again it doesn't take much to slip out and now you fucked your ankle up now you're out for 10 days like fuck yep and then it's like with training is the hardest even if i slip out and like the board if i do a, a tray flip and miss and it hits me in the shin now i can't get kicked in the shin for yeah. like a whole week you know so it's like yeah. i really gotta watch out for that but i haven't had any issues with that thank goodness you know i just been focusing on and now i got that mini ramp too uh, you I got bought that, one yeah so my buddy i wish i said i bought it but my buddy uh ended up letting me borrow his so he doesn't have a place to put it right now um, um, three and a half feet yeah about four feet tall four foot tall eight or nine feet wide 21 foot long so it's in your yard it's in yeah it's my my uh i have like a um trailer side right there like a double side trailer for for like a yeah to put a trailer in so i just have it sitting there damn i want to come hit that ramp 100 percent. i'm gonna be getting a little sesh going here soon also on the 30th of september i have a a skateboard crawl we're gonna hit three different park and do like a competition uh for uh, locals that want to come in and compete and do like a board raffle and everything too so if people can uh if people follow your instagram it'll be on there the the skateboard because probably have some good amount of people show up yeah yeah it's gonna be sick too yeah we'll have a, 
couple of the pros. I think there's a couple of pro skaters that are going to come by too. And what's your Insta right now? Uh, Maniac underscore McGee MMA. Yeah, check it out. Show up to the skateboard crawl. Mm-hmm. I uh, I got this room too going. It's looking sweet. I got new lights in this room too. Um, I'm I got a new front desk. I'm making it like a coffee shop type vibe. I've wanted a coffee shop for years and years and years. I'm like, I would love to have that where someone can come, they can read books, they can relax, they can have a good espresso. And I was going to invest in like a whole front desk coffee thing, but I'm like, that's a lot. And I have to reconstruct the whole building. But then this uh, guy named Adam Holyfield, he came and helped me. He's like a black belt in coffee. And he was talking about these new coffee carts. They're pretty a new thing. It's just a little cart, but it comes with a sink. It comes with the water. Then you can add the espresso machines and you can just make, you could bring it to farmer's markets if you want. It has everything you need. So I'm going to, I'm working on getting that. And then I'm going to have at this new place right after people are done training, you can go there and get like a nice iced amino acid or some magnesium from Thorn. Suck it down. I think it's going to do really good. And I got ordered some new Fuji mats. So the new room too is going to be really sweet. I'm excited to do it, but there's still a lot. Okay. That's going to be here. Is that going to be one added? door over? Okay, sweet. One door over. I'll show you it after this. Yeah, it's turning out nice, but then hopefully I can start learning, get the good gist of coffee and serving it to people and, and train some guys to do it. And then maybe make a real coffee shop one day or even a coffee truck possibly. Get some good, good espresso going. That's some good business plans there, man. Yeah, I'm, and it's it's been fun, and I'm enjoying it. So, okay, Paige Van Zant, one day of OnlyFans revenue beat all fight paydays combined. I wonder if that's for males as well, because right, let's just put it: Paige Van Zant is smoking hot, right? And she's getting thick, which I like that. Yeah, and I think a lot of us are liking that. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's like that is appealing to, and I mean, if you look at any of the, and again, not to put it against female, male, but I think it is a little bit like males are way more inclined to go check out females and pay for their OnlyFans pretty quickly just to get a glimpse of, you know, some yeah. cheeks, you know. Yeah, for a male, it would have to be probably for a lot of gays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or or you just or maybe like you just have great content right like they're just loving you for the content like males or the guys or the, yeah for males like for other guys to be paying for your only fans like for a guy's only fans yeah you just have to have great content because they don't care about coming in and even females they don't care about coming in and seeing you with your shirt off or ripped yeah. up or maybe halfway naked you know they don't really care about that guys are like what what i can see i get Her to see tits? a nip yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think she just pretty much teases, teases those big old tits and uh, making some good bread, which is crazy. So it's like, God, it's like, what would you say if your daughter's like, Dad, I want to do OnlyFans and she's 18, 19, 20 years old? What would you say? What would you? Honestly, I would uh, I would uh, definitely tell her I wouldn't like it and I wouldn't want her to do it. And there's other ways to go about doing things. And then she has to think about the future and how she wants to be perceived and all these different things. If she is having kids, if she does have kids. Because I don't think Paige has kids, right, either? So that's one thing that she doesn't necessarily have to worry about right now either, right? She doesn't have to worry about, like, kids seeing her later on or family member or her kids being in school later on. Like, hey, I've seen your mom's tits and all that stuff. Because all that play comes in play play later on. So I would obviously tell her I wouldn't want her to do it because that would just be the father in me. But at the same time, I'm a supportive father. You know, whatever whatever they decide that they're going to do with their lives, I'm going to give them the best game I can about it. But then I'm gonna let them make their own decisions. Yeah, you know? for sure. I mean, I think that's that's the way to go. I tell you what, she can't do it and live with me though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like fuck. Yeah. So it's like, all right, wait till you're done living with me, and then you can, you know, you go crazy. Yeah. 
Surprise, surprise here. Contender Series hopeful hastily removed from Dana White's show after test reveals she's three months pregnant. Well, at least they do those tests. That's crazy. This, oh, I wonder could. if she knew. She, I don't think she... Uh, pff, hopefully not. She goes and gets a need in the fucking gut. It'd be over. Yeah, pretty quickly. That's nuts. That's nuts. Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson wins gold at IBJJF Masters World. I mean... It is impressive. I mean, it is impressive, but it is at brown belt. I mean, black belt's a whole different story. Even Masters 1, Masters 2, Masters 3 at black belt is fuck, like hard to win because these guys are good at jiu-jitsu. Brown belt, still hard to win. Still hard to win in the gi, but he, he's been an athlete his whole life. He's trains professionally. A lot of the brown belts at Masters, they're not just training they, they have a, they have a full-time job they train on the side a little bit so it's not surprising that he won but still cool for him stepping up in the in the gi and putting his stuff out there right that's yeah. like a vulnerable spot because even if he got third people would have been like oh my god how did he get third like yeah you know yeah that's, for that's, sure that's the only thing i think about when i see that for most and that's the cool thing about jujitsu anyway like it, even if he would have lost big deal who cares he's still stepping up and going in jujitsu in the gi is a completely different sport it really is um, so sweet for Demetrius Johnson. Cody Garbrandt almost brawls with a fighter on the Russian podcast. I saw him get into that scrap. I didn't know what was said that he got up and started to get into a scuffle. Um, I didn't even see it. I hadn't hear. I didn't hear anything about it. Paul Felder, Felder enters the USADA pool again. No way, huh? I really didn't think he was going to do it. I know I've been hearing about him coming. I've been seeing a bunch of people post things. Like, I think they tried to say him and uh, who's that other uh kid that's a hundred dude that's on 170 pounds that's like undefeated no roman rome yeah shavkat shavkat yeah they were saying him and paul felder i'm like what no there's a, a return fight come on you guys aren't trying to do any any favors for paul felder over here like geez just feeding them to the wolves right away not to say that he's not a wolf himself but that that kid is on a run right now i mean that dude's six one six two 170 pounds probably walks around at 200 pounds yeah that's not the that's not the match to come back with great striking great grappling you mm. know nuts yeah for sure okay dylan danis pulls over two billion views on twitter i don't know why people watch dylan danis dude like I don't get it. Honestly, I I'm, I guess I've never been around to see where he came from or anything like that. And I'm not even hating on the guy. I just don't understand, like, why everyone's so stuck on him, you know? Yeah. I wonder what would have happened if he didn't even, like, he never even trained with Connor. I wonder if it would just, like, if anything would happen. Probably not. But he just says the most absurd shit. So people like to see that, I think. Two billion views, though. And he, he's, like, blown up way more now that Logan Paul gave him all this, like, opportunity. Yeah. I, it blows me away. Because even training with Connor, you know, I don't know. I just don't – I can't imagine, like, just training with Connor, getting him that much publicity. It's like, there's got to be some some star power he's bringing to it. But, I again, I've never seen it. So, I'm like, man, it blows me away how invested everybody is in him. And he hasn't really even competed, really, like, in a long time. You know, he hasn't really do I mean, I don't know if he – I think he has competed once in MMA, maybe twice. You watch his MMA fight, though. It's like he looks very scared, mm -hmm. very scared, like looking to want to pull guard, not wanting anything to do with it on the feet. And now he's got to fight Logan Paul, who's 6'2", 205 lean pounds, been boxing for a long time, athletic. And you see Dylan Dennis hitting the mitts. You see him sparring. It's like, bro, 
He's in trouble. He has, I, I think he has zero chance. I agree with you. That's why I do not think he'll show up. He knows he got so much, so many followers. Like, I think his following went up by like 800,000 people. So how do you think that affects, if he doesn't show up, do you think all those people still follow him though? Probably. Yeah, he's, so so, crazy. he's so retarded that it's fun to watch. Oh, that's so crazy, man. That's crazy. I know. Luke Rockhold wants Jake Paul next and will put his entire paycheck on the line. Damn, Luke Rockhold's really just... Cause when, and then what? And then Jake Paul pieces him up. Jake Paul probably doesn't want to fight him. Mm-hmm. Luke Perry, I mean, Mike Perry cracked him one shot and he stopped. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd still like to see the fight. Luke Rockhold is still a huge athletic animal. That's why I'd I like to see that. it because that'd be the biggest guy he's fought, really, right? That'd be the biggest fight guy that Jake has fought. Jake's only fought like smaller guys that came up to his weight. Yeah, know? and then Anderson, who's a little bit older. Mm-hmm. What would Luke Rockhold bring that Anderson Silva couldn't bring? Maybe a little bit of youth. Yeah, a little bit more youth, a little bit more range, and he does have that pop too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I think that yeah, he has those. That, that that's the only thing I would think he'd bring those against uh, Jake Paul. Nothing mm-hmm. too crazy. It's not like he's known for just sparking guys either. But uh, I would like to see that fight just to see how Jake Paul deals with the range and a guy who's as big as him, you mm-hmm. know, because I'm, I'm sure Luke Rocco walks around like 215, 220 probably, you know. Yeah, big, big dude. Uh, Jorge Mazal says Justin Gaethje should defend his BMF title against me. That's a sick fight. That's a sick fucking fight, dude. I don't even – I mean – those two guys will beat the fuck out of each other. But is that at one seventy or is that at one fifty five? It'd have to be at seventy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how does how does uh, Justin Gaethje look at one seventy? You know, mm-hmm. never never seen him there. You know. Yeah, because I, I mean, seeing him out of he probably walks around. It looks like one eighty. Mm-hmm. So would he have little tits? Who knows? Probably yeah. not though. He's just a thick fucking dude. That's yeah. a sick fight. That would be pimp to watch. Yeah. Who do you think would get that one though? Damn, five <laughs> rounds. I don't know. If it was five, uh, I if it's five, I got I'm I have to go with Gaethje. I just think Gaethje's just He might just whack his legs off. Yeah, I think Gaethje. If it's five rounds, I just think that Gaethje's gonna be like don't get me wrong, Jorge Maxwell's a dog as well. Like you can't ever say he's not, but man, I just see Gaethje ha- being that kind of like he's was just willing to go further, you know. Like is mm-hmm. a dog and wants to go out there and hurt guys, you know, but Gaethje kind of wants to get hurt. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> 100% he's like what I want to see how much damage I can take and keep going mm-hmm. you know it's a cycle uh, during an interview with uh, Brennan Schwab's food truck diaries Cheeto shared his take on where Sterling went wrong both inside the cage and the build up of the fight he says I think Sterling's mind wasn't ready for the pressure of the lights for the magnitude of the event I believe Sir Aljamain fucked up he beat Cejudo in Brooklyn he should beat he should be fuck you fuck you I'm fighting in December. You want to strip me, strip me. And he kind of went like, oh, I want to make a million or maybe over. I'm just going to do it. Continuing, Marlon claims there was no reason Aljamain should have been pushed by the UFC. It's not just about the money. It's about also legacy. He already got the money. He already got a couple houses. He's very successful. Don't fucking whore yourself out for a couple thousand. Yeah, but at the same time, you look at a guy like Izzy, you know? Like yeah. Izzy is, like, as a champion, like... That's the model, right? And Izzy's fighting four times a year, not twice, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I, 
I, I, I can see where he's going there, but why be that guy? Why be the guy that's stalling out the division, waiting mm-hmm. constantly, just waiting, just waiting on your time constantly? Or be the guy that's showing up and clearing out your division? Like, I, I had a lot of respect for Aljamain taking it and doing it like he did it. And if he would have won, everybody would have thought he was great. But because he lost, now it's like question him on yeah. it. It's like, no, be an active be an active champion. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the plan. It's not to get the belt and then retain the belt because you're fighting once or twice a year. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, it's, it, it, at the end of the day, it's up to the UFC. Like, for Sean, it's like, we want to defend that thing soon. Like, I'm, But if the UFC wants us to wait, blah, 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 we'll, we'll do it. But at the end of the day, it's really up to the UFC. But just like you said, I mean, Israel, he just... He books them nonstop, three th- three a year. Sometimes it's like he's what a savage. Yeah, he's getting after it. He's getting after it. If I was looking at his in the last five years, he's he's had like seventeen fights, something like that. You know, that's and that's why he's just like the biggest star in the UFC. His Instagram following, all this stuff. Because when you're a main event of a pay per view, there's so many different eyes on you that wouldn't be there before. And him doing how many of those? Like, no wonder he's just the biggest star in the UFC. You have to think too. His body. How is his? How is he not? Is he dealing with injuries? And how is he so good at dealing with injuries and stepping into these fights like that? Because you get some guys that are like, bro, I tweak my toe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's over. It's over. I gotta pull out. I can't do it. And it's like he goes hard. You see his. You see his cage, uh, or his uh, his gym wars and stuff like. Bro, yeah. he trains with beasts. Yeah. So I'm curious how much their their uh, training camps have changed. Once you keep defending, keep defending, keep defending, do you keep that same grind up? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Marlon Vera, though, versus I mean, you saw Cheeto versus Pedro. Did you Did you grab some snacks? Did you fall asleep? Did yeah, you, did I, you I watch it? Or? I wasn't too interested in it, to be honest. Like, I, I thought it was going to be a little bit more action on both sides, though. You know, on Cheeto's side and on uh, um, um, Pedro. Pedro's side as well. So that's what, that's what I thought. I thought it would be a little bit more action, but again, the moment, you know, and each fight calls for different things. But no, it wasn't as exciting as any of the other fights on the card. Absolutely not. You know, I think everybody would would concur with that for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pedro is so small, dude. He's so small, so it's really hard for him to do anything. But I, I didn't really watch the fight. I watched a couple minutes of it. I'll probably rewatch it again if uh, the Cheeto fight gets booked. But I'm surprised Pedro didn't try to take him down. After he saw how Corey Sandhagen made Cheeto look on the ground. Yeah. And I think Cheeto was a little bit more prepared for that groundwork. And I think Cheeto felt, I don't know, he was like rooted in. So I think Pedro was having a hard time getting into that range to try to take Cheeto down. And then Cheeto wasn't being so active either. I think that's what, I think that's kind of what calmed Cheeto down and why he wasn't active is because he didn't want to open himself up for getting those takedowns, mm-hmm. you know? So he's a little bit more reserved because I do think that that was Pedro's best bet was to mix up the, mix it up, you know, like this is MMA. Throw some shots in there, but then also take him down, get him on the ground, pound him out a little bit, and then maybe you can start finding your shots up top. Because yeah, like Pedro's just a smaller guy and has a hard time covering that range, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see all the Burning Man stuff? I guess Burning Man flooded. Yeah. Burning Man's crazy. I, I didn't even know how crazy it was till I was watching some YouTube's about it. Um, it's just this huge, huge, crazy festival, and that puppy flooded so people were stuck in there it's probably a good time yeah i did see that actually uh i was it was just tripping me out how all that happened so my wife went up to vegas this weekend as well for her sister's bachelor bachelorette party uh up or bachelorette party up in vegas um i don't know where thank you jay 
Sorry well, about that. No, no worries. Uh, and uh, so I did see that flooding and everything. She was talking about how flooded that the city was too. Like the parking garages in Vegas were all flooded and everything, which I didn't know that they did that. So that was a surprise to me. But yeah, it's crazy how that all happened, right? Like Burning Man's supposed to be this huge festival, pride, like a bunch of different things going on and gets flooded out. I mean, everything's mud. You know, people couldn't even leave. They said people couldn't leave for mm-hmm. like days. It was weird because we, we were in Vegas and the streets, I don't know if they have a drainage system or what, but it rained and the streets were f- literally flooded. So that's where, that's where should caught Marab. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Cause I did see that it caught and it was raining pretty hard too. I was surprised. I was like, man, is it honestly, it almost looked like he was like, had somebody like sprinkling water just over himself. You yeah. know, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's funny though. There's a sex plane at Burning Man that makes you show up at 5 a.m. to wait your turn to join the Mile High Club. I mean, joining the Mile High Club, I would, it's like, I don't know if that'd be that cool. I feel like it's only cool if you do it the right way, like on a real plane with passengers on the plane. With that rush. Yeah, like that's the only way. If it's just, hey, we're getting on this plane and we're going to bang it out on the plane, like, it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's about, about it for the news or some other, other stuff. Kind of, kind of dumb stuff. CM Punk got fired, got in a fight backstage, blah, blah, blah. Um, fact or fiction, Ronda Rousey's ex-boyfriend claims Rowdy offered more money than God for UFC return. She's one of those, one of those stars where they were selling over millions of pay-per-views anymore. The pay-per-view numbers, it's like, is the pay-per-view a dying thing? Because how easy is it to stream it? Yeah. Pretty easy. Yeah. Every single like, especially my gamer friends, they all stream it. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't have the bread. Um. So when when numbers come out and it's three hundred fifty thousand, and then I guess in other countries, it's like a dollar to buy the pay per view. Yeah, which is like crazy. And the price keeps going up for us, I hear, and that makes people want to stream it more because I'm cool with paying for that, mm-hmm. but I'm not cool with paying seventy nine dollars for it, right? Like. All right, if it's forty nine bucks, okay, that's a little bit more bearable, especially in this type of economy. Man, people don't have it like that, and this just seems like those pay per views are. And it, with the pay per views getting more expensive, it's easier and easier to find a way to pirate them. You know? Yeah, it's like, what what do you do? So what do you do? I wonder wonder how much is going to change. But we'll go over the card real quick. Oh, sorry, go ahead. The only thing I would say is they have to find a way to stop pirating them. Like they have to find a way to cut people off from being able to stream them. Literally. That's the and only. It, is that possible? Who knows? <laughs> I'm not tech enough to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, no shit. So tie two of Vasa versus Alexander Volkov. Man, that's a that's ties a fucking dog, but that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a 50-50 one for me too. I just feel like it's gonna be that length versus whether or not Ty can cover the distance. And one thing he does is cover distance good. Volk is tall. If he comes over the top, ah oh, man. Yeah, left hook or right hook. Mm-hmm. How are you going to get in close enough to reach that dude's chin? Yeah. Possible. Be sweet. That place will erupt if Ty Tuivasa can put him out. Yeah. And the whole main card is a bunch of Australians, which is sweet. Justin Taffa, another hard-hitting heavyweight. Yep. Tyson Pedro. Oh, the Kai Kara France one got canceled. Dang it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bunch of their team on that card, which will be, which will be cool. Yeah, that tie one's gonna be dope too. I was looking to see. I was hoping that his other buddy, the two hundred five or that, what's what's his name? I can't think of his name right now. But the two hundred five or that he's been working, been training with for a while. That played like rugby or something too. Mm-hmm. I was hoping he was gonna be on the card as well. Yeah, it'll be good. So, who who do you do your podcast with? 
Um, his name's Jay. That's the one that does all the filming for it. And then, so Jay is the one that does all my like uh, videography and editing and everything. And then uh, J Five Media is his actual company. Uh, and then Brett, uh, Brett Anthony is the owner of Elevated Seltzer. That's where we do the um, do the podcast at. So me and him kind of met up through Kyler Phillips and uh, just created a f- friendship. And we were talking. We we're like, man, I'm I'm looking to do a podcast. He was like, oh man, I've always wanted to do a podcast. Like, Dude, I'd love to have you as one of the co-hosts on the podcast. And let's do this together, you know. So we kind of linked up and started doing it. And we're like on episode twelve right now or something like that. So it's yeah. been a lot of fun. You guys been doing one every one every week? No. So what we do right now is uh, we just do we just do a combination of trying to get as many knocked out as we can. Usually we knock out three at a time and then release them. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to do it every week so I can be more so we can start focusing on like uh, current events. But with fighting and everything how it is right now, I just can't make the time to do one every week and. And it's way. The other thing is, it's way more expensive. You know, it's so much harder. To get, it's so much more expensive to get everybody to come out multiple times, opposed to coming out at one time and knocking them out. So, um, that's the next focus. Is after once we keep on going with it and it keeps on um, evolving, and we get better about it, just our, our setup, our overall etiquette on how we run the show. Uh, I do want to get to the point where we're knocking them out uh, at least every two weeks. That's what I like to drop them every two weeks, film every two weeks, drop them every two weeks, and. Yeah, to, to have a good podcast, I mean, it's got to be quality in it because if it's not quality, there's too many thousands, hundreds of thousand podcasts that are quality. So you're going to need an editor. You're going to need nice cameras. And then the hardest part is just staying consistent doing it. Yeah. Like it's, e- it's easy. I mean, you get 10 episodes. Okay, great. No problem. But try getting 100, 150, 200 episodes and doing it every week. It's a lot harder than people think. It's definitely like a little job. Oh, 100%. It absolutely is. Like, even when we do our sessions with, with for the three, like, I'll, we'll get there at 8 o'clock and we won't be done till like, 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Then I'm shooting over to sparring. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's a full-time job, you know, almost. And then even having the editor. So it's nice because the guys I the guys I use for all my social media and podcasting stuff, they're, like, legit guys. They, it costs me, <laughs> you know. And, I, and I'm willing to pay because, I, I mean, the quality speaks for itself, you know. Yeah, good-ass uh, quality, entertaining, good music, good bunch of cuts, like, it's good. Yeah, then that's why I'm like happy about it. But the opposite side of that is making the most of it when it happens because yeah, I I just realize it more and more, you know, like uh it is a lot of work to do the social media side of this whole thing. It's a lot of work to do the podcasting. Not even just the podcasting, just doing little clips here and there to keep people engaged in between time, right? You know, figuring that all out because it's like it's great to have the podcast, great to have the cooking show, but then it's just like just regular stuff regular day stuff oh this is what i'm doing over here this is what i'm doing over here and getting yeah. quality material out to people that just want to see what you're doing outside of all these things you know yeah i mean it's it's a freaking lot but i was watching this like crazy because you can pay an editor to do a vlog and the vlog will turn out really good or on the new iphones the camera's so good if you're decent and you have some good humor and you literally could film your day like this film your day like this, film your day like this, add it together. I was watching some vlogs last night of just people doing iPhone vlogs and they're just as entertaining. Yeah. Especially if you're funny. Like, yeah. So I actually am, I'm working on that right now. So, right. uh, cause I have a social, like my sister-in-law handles my social media. So me and her get together every week and just kind of go over whatever material we have to put out there, kind of make a schedule. So for us to put it out there, so I'm not necessarily having to get on my phone constantly, but like, Oh man, I got to cut and do this, do that mm-hmm. and post all this up. So we'll just kind of get together and, kind of map everything out and then she'll just uh, set it for post on our page so they post like then on their own i don't have to so it's not relying on me to post yeah. it uh but that's what she's gonna she has an iphone too and i got i ended up getting this s 
the X20, the Galaxy S22, and it was supposed to have a great camera, but when it converts over to Instagram or converts over to YouTube, the camera sucks. You know, oh fuck. So it's like it's great when it gets when it comes on my phone. It's like high quality, but then anytime I send it anywhere else, it's just garbage. So uh, I am gonna look at getting the iPhone, the new iPhone too. But she has that the new iPhone, so she's gonna start coming and just getting more shots, and we're just gonna do regular day stuff sometimes. Just to start seeing, because again, it's it's expensive to to have somebody with a great camera come out multiple yeah. times, you know. Dude, I mean, yeah, the iPhone, because then you can airdrop full quality videos. I think when you text them iPhone to iPhone, they're almost full quality. But I got to show you what I do on this one and this little app I have. How easy it is just to put together the videos, boom, 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 boom. It can be done in like literally five minutes, and you can even upload. A, I mean, do a quick thumbnail on there, and then your vlog's done. It's really easy. I got to show you. Yeah. No. Honestly, I need to figure out like structure of vlogs too. Just like what's a good way to structure a vlog so then it makes it easier for me to set up different times to start doing it too. And then different plans on how to do it, you know. Especially like skateboarding and all the extra little stuff that I do. I just want to do little vlogs and that type of stuff. Yeah, it's the same with this this one I use. Um, and we think it's boring because we've been doing it our whole life, having a full day of training. But to other people, it's not boring, especially if you skateboard in between stuff. And you can record on that phone and it's so easy on that app to do beat. I think it's called B-roll to where it's filming and you're just talking into what's going on. Mm -hmm. So you'd be good at that too. And it's really, really simple. Heck yeah. But another one that people are making crazy bread off is Snapchat, dude. Like some of the influencers I've been talking to, how much money they make on Snapchat is absurd. Some 30,000 a month, 50,000 a month, like something 10, 15,000 a day. And that's just Snapchat. That's crazy. I don't. I just. I just don't understand. Because I've been hearing the same thing about TikTok, and it's like, how? <laughs> like, how? Where does this all this come in? Is it just based off of like clicks, you know? Or like, again, is it certain material that you want to put out there? It's like, how do they hit you up and say, hey, you're eligible to get paid too? You know, like yeah. There's all the there's all the uh, like standards to be the the. I think it's fuck. I forgot what it's called on Snapchat. I think it's harder to make money on TikTok because there's just so many. But, I mean, it's just based on views. Just based on views. How many people view your stories? And then when those stories go, oh, there's an ad. Okay, and then you're going to get paid for that ad. Mm -hmm. People keep viewing the stories, and there's another ad. You're going to get paid for that ad. So 15,000, 20,000, 100,000 people saw that ad. You're going to get paid from that. That's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah, I got to step my game up because that's, that's the next step, you know. Honestly, I'm... It's not even just to make a bunch of money off that side because I'd like to get some income coming off that side too. But even if it just pays for itself, so you know, that's... Well, dude, and then and then all these people like like your content, and then when you do a merch drop, people want to buy that merch. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, who knows? I mean, you knock out five people in a row, all your stuff that you're doing right now is all gonna blow up. So you do, so you starting right now is happy as you were doing that. Heck yeah, because you're good at it too, and you're a good character for it. I feel like. Yeah, and that's why, because I it took me a while to actually do it. My my buddies busted me into it, but they're like, dude, you. This is you anyways, yeah. you know, like this is you. I'm just, that's the character I am, you know. And, and you can tell when people try to do it and they're just trying to be a character. The internet can tell so easily. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. I've been getting a lot of good re feedback. So it's been keeping me kind of eager to keep doing it. Cause I mean, even when I'm in the kitchen cooking with my kids, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> like I have so many videos. My wife has videos of me and just my kids teaching them how to cook tacos or teaching them how to cook macaroni and cheese and just being. Mm -hmm. goofy in the kitchen you know that's just who i am so i just like to have fun and enjoy the moments that we get to have because man this is like uh we cannot be here you know 
Yeah, I mean, with with your kids and stuff, I bet it's crazy having kids. It just go by so quick, them growing up. Yeah, it does. It, it, you don't realize it as much earlier on, but later on you start to realize it. Like my oldest just started high school, and it's like, man, like she's going to start driving, and she's about to start driving in a year and a half. She's ready to start oh. driving. You know, it's like, dang, I was just, I feels like I just had the conversation with her not that long ago. Like, hey, you're not, you're not going to be driving for a long time. And here we are. She's about to drive in a year and a half, you know. Are you going to get her a little like a uh, Honda Civic or something? That's what I was thinking about. But I also have a Escalade, a 2004 Escalade. And I kind of want to get that all decked out and turn that into my weekend warrior. And I want to make her start driving that. Not only can she help pick up her brothers and sisters, like, and have the, responsibility of doing that as well but it'll kind of veer her away from driving like a maniac you know it's a big safe rig exactly so she'll have to like get used to that you know so Mm -hmm. i feel like i kind of want that too just so it gives her something to get used to something that she's not going to get in and be like hey my friends are with me i'm gonna hit the gas a little bit be a little crazier and then if anything was to happen she's more safe because that's what i think about but i'm just like that's what trips me out the most i hear you know multiple different things about car accidents and stuff and that's my biggest fear for them is (sighs) You know, yeah. them get behind a wheel of a car and be as dumb as we were when we were kids and be like, oh, I got my buddies with me. I'm going to do 90 on the freaking highway and in and out of traffic. Like, like you know, it's like, man, that yeah. doesn't end well a lot of times. So Yeah, for sure. I mean, when it comes to being any more this day and age with with all the YouTube, with all the Instagram, Snapchat stuff, it's like, man, just a, how important it is almost to become a character a little bit. If you're wanting your deals to be big, I mean, obviously, the most important part is you got to win. you got to put on big performances. But then outside of the UFC, it's like if you want to make any money, it's like you almost got to build a character. It's almost a smart way to do it. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think we all have our character anyways. It's just like being able to determine what character you want the world to see you as too, you know, mm-hmm. and then running with it. Because a lot of these guys don't want the world to see that part of them. It's a, vul- it's a vulnerability as well. But just like you said, you have to because – Fighting, even if, let's say, I do knock out five more guys and get paid from all that, that will happen, and then it'll be over, right? And it's like, well, what am I going to do after that? Am I going to go back to a regular job? Is that yeah. what I'm going to do, you know, and where this job doesn't care because I don't have a college degree, you know? Oh, you have some college? Great. It's like, I'm not, this is a job that's still not going to be looking to get me. I'm not going to own the, the company. I'm not going to be one of the, you know, operational managers. They're not going to respect me as that. It's like, what do I do then? You know, I still have a house payment. I still have vehicles. I still have all these different things. And I mean, hopefully by that time those are all paid off, but then still, what do I do? My kids got college, you know? And like, I like what Naval says, just have an equity in different things, equity in different things. So literally when you're sleeping, you're making money. Like that's the way to do it. Okay. You find a job, good salary. It's like, sweet. You're still trading your time for money. Mm Mm-hmm. But especially for you, yeah, after fighting, you have 100,000, 200,000 people on YouTube. Now it's like, that's my job is creating. Yeah, yeah. Just being. And doing it on my time, too. Not necessarily having to give up, having to pay, not having to spend my time on somebody else's job. You know, like I can do it on my time and still make money, especially, like you said, while I'm street, while I'm asleep. And then for me as well, like my kids are going to be a little older. Like I want to be able to do things with them. I want to be able to help them get to their goals easier than I got to my goals, you know whether that be go to the better college that they want to go to or whether that be move to another state but chase the dream that they have, but it's going to cost them a little extra money. Like be able to financially support them, you know, and help them out, not necessarily shoot them right out, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think first comes first with fighters, though. Like you have to just be obviously 
obsessed with fighting and just get your your skills so fucking that's got to be the main focus because you could be the best character in the world but you're zero and five it doesn't fucking matter no one cares yeah so i mean that's what you've done for 10 years is really hone your skills now you're still honing your skills but becoming a character on top of it it's like perfect i feel like yeah definitely and that's one thing even talking to like my team and management everything like they keep on pushing extra stuff out to me extra stuff out to me i'm like hey we're we're maxed right now mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's cool we're doing all the things we're doing right now but my focus is fighting my focus is being the best fighter that i can be still and we're going to do these extra things because those things aren't really taken away from me in my fight career the moment they start taking away from my fight career i have to pull back yep. you know until my fight career is over you know because it is going to be over one day mm-hmm. um and again i keep saying hopefully not for not until i'm like jared's age i want to be 40 and still in the top of the i want to be 40 in top five mm-hmm. you know um and that's what I hope that happens. But at the end of the day, you know, it will be over. And uh, when it's all said and done, I want to make sure that I focused on training and fighting. And I was the and I turned and did what I said I wanted to do. Figure out how badass I am. Yeah, and and realistically, I mean, on a Monday, if you train ninety minutes in the morning and then ninety minutes at night, you have time in between that to start doing your other stuff. I mean, I can't imagine really with kids. I'm sure it's a packed schedule, but still, if you're pro fighter i mean you have time between your practices to build on something else mm-hmm. and that's the time i use right now is mostly with everything with them is that time in between you know but then even just trying to get the rest that i need to get to you know making sure that i'm doing that eating correctly all especially when it comes to closer to camp when we're eight weeks out from a fight it's time to dial in mm-hmm. you know i'll do uh i won't do as much of that extra stuff in between because it's time for me to make sure i'm getting my rest i have the right practices you know and yeah because even just mentally i mean i think that's smart in the fight camps doing all this shit is takes a toll mentally if you're constantly just thinking about business deals thinking about content just thinking about that all day then trying to go to practice like your energy is going to be zapped just because you've been thinking so much yeah yeah and i've been noticing that more because it's not something i had to deal with as much you know i was in the business world for a while and it did zap my energy just being in there for somebody else and now doing it for myself is even more energy zapping because now i'm trying to make sure i'm setting up things correctly for my benefit for my family's benefit and yeah sometimes i'll come into practice won't and not even feel like i'm tired but just kind of be like mentally a little bit drained not focused you know mm-hmm. because all these things I'm doing i'm looking at this money i'm thinking about did i make the right percentage deal on this should i look for this what should i be doing am i making am i making the right decisions here you know opposed to just coming in the practice and being ready to train and get better and focused on what drills we're working on or what techniques we're learning you know yeah for sure well all right boys we're about at an hour now i'm gonna grab a little bite to eat i got some guys coming in for a little striking session here and then i got training tonight what do you got going on today you got sparring yeah sparring and then i got another business meeting go figure (laughs) i have business meeting at 12 right now talk about a couple different things and then uh yeah then sparring at three and then uh yeah get my hair braided up tonight and then that's about it that's it all right guys Give Marcus a follow. Follow his career. Exciting fighter. Marcus is the man. Uh, If you're new here, hit that subscribe button. Hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next week. Love you all. Bye-bye.